0: Dear friends, may I grant you a phrase that will refresh you, albeit for a moment, help with direction you may need, and help you toward comfort and peace of mind? Well, here is the phrase, the goodness of God. Have I got your attention? Well, stay with me as we discuss the goodness of God today from the International Gospel Hour.
1: Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you've decided to listen to our program today. In a world of challenges, we need God's Word to help us face those challenges. Thank you for joining us in this period of Bible study with our speaker, Jeff Archie, of International Gospel Hour, a broadcast of the Churches of Christ. Let's listen now. Here's Jeff. (laughs)
0: Thank you to our J-Webb and greetings to all of you. Again, we are delighted to join you in a study of God's Word today. You do not know what it means to us here at International Gospel Hour for you to choose to tune in and to listen. I am humbled, I am honored, and I hope that our time together today will be profitable. Let's talk about the goodness of God. From Romans 2 and verse 4, Paul asks, or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Dear friends, we have to admit, the goodness of God, well, it's good, and it's for our good. Now today, with this broadcast, I am indebted to my brother and friend, Mark Posey, and his pulpit preview for the thoughts we will consider Please consider these introductory thoughts from our brother Mark. He penned, When honestly considered, the goodness of God should melt our heart with gratitude. God has been so good to us when we possessed no goodness demanding His mercy. He loves, cares, and provides for us. He is our Father in the truest sense. Since God is so benevolent, should we not give Him our best? Should we not investigate His Word, obey His commands, share His message, and long for His company in heaven? I am sure all would agree. Therefore, as we daily prepare to live eternally with God, let us consider all the wonderful blessings He has given to us this side of eternity. Now, friends, before we consider these things that Mark mentions, Are we preparing daily to live eternally with God? You know, today could be our last day on this earth. I'm not being morbid, dear friends, but that's life. Are we certain we are prepared? Do we have that victory in Christ Jesus? You know, our free study guide of victory in Jesus is requested often. We have shared it in the multitudes. And we'd love to send a copy your way if you don't have it. And here is R.J. Webb with the details.
1: We appreciate you and your desire to know more about Christ. Our free study titled, Victory in Jesus, is available in a wonderful study booklet. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Victory Study in the message box. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now, let's return to Jeff.
0: Thanks to the goodness of God, we have Jesus Christ. My, what Paul said, and how deeply he appreciated Christ when he said simply, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. When we look at the word gave in John 3.16, it tells us the greatest gift ever given, that is, Jesus Christ. God gave that the world might receive Jesus. From Colossians 2.6, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. We know from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3, how Jesus died, was buried, and resurrected, and He did so that the world might believe on Him and live, John 20, verse 31. Jesus Christ is the greatest gift ever given. Without the death of Christ, we would have no hope. Thanks to the goodness of God, we have the Bible. This is the greatest book in existence because it is from the mind of God. In 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The very name Holy Bible simply means the book. And all through the centuries many have tried to destroy it, but it has always endured. Skeptics have fought against it. And yet they have been forced to admit its wonderful impact upon humanity. There are those that will argue against it. And dear friends in our audience today, well, such may be some of you, but know this, dear friends. That is the greatest book that will help you live a better life. And we will stand firm with it. And we will defend it. Isaiah declares, the grass, if you will, withers. The flower fades, but... The word of our God shall stand forever. Isaiah 40 and verse 8. Thanks to the goodness of God, we have grace. Oh, what a beautiful word. God's grace is freely bestowed upon man. Romans 3 and verse 4. Or as we noted from our lesson text, Romans 2 and verse 4. The goodness of God. It is universally available to all humanity. Titus 2 and verse 11. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, Titus 2.11 and Ephesians 2 and verse 8, but God's grace must be received, according to 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 1, and is to be received through faith, Ephesians 2 and verse 8. Dear friends, grace is not, however, some unconditional blanket that God has thrown on the human race to tolerate anything or everything that man might do. Sometimes we think we can just live any way we want. God's grace will cover us. But what did Paul say in Romans 6 and verse 1? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Dear friends, grace is a blessing from God to every single sinner who is willing to partake of it and to be saved by obeying the whole counsel of God. Acts 20.28 When I see God's grace in my life, when I see God's grace is a teaching grace, then let me learn of His grace, and let me be obedient unto Him. The same grace bestowed upon man is the same direction of faith that man must respond unto God. Through the goodness of God. Thanks unto Him, and thanks to the goodness of God we have the church. Dear friends, I submit to you that the church of Jesus Christ is the greatest institution in existence, without a doubt. It was promised and founded by Jesus Christ Himself, Matthew 16, verse 18. In Luke 24, verses 44 and following, He said that repentance and remission of sins would be preached in His name in Jerusalem. And sure enough, in Acts 2, verse 5, when they assembled together in the year A.D. 33, the church came into existence. Christ is the head of His church, Ephesians 1:22). He's the Savior of the church, Ephesians 5 and verse 23. The church will wear the name of Christ, as we note in Romans 16:16, 16, 16, and those who are members of the church, Ephesians 3, verse 15, and James 2 and verse 7. We are going to reflect Christ in our lives as members of His church. The rule of faith and practice of the church is the Bible, 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. And the church will strive daily to teach that good message to others, 2 Timothy 2 and verse 2 and Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Dear friends, the Bible teaches that one must be a member of the church to go to heaven. In 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 24, when the Lord returns, He will take the kingdom up. And the kingdom and the church are indeed one and the same. In Colossians 1.13, they were translated or brought into the kingdom, conveyed into the kingdom of the Son of His love. They were in the kingdom then. One can be in the kingdom now, in the church of Christ. Dear friends, thanks to the goodness of God, we have the church. The church of which we find in the New Testament the church of which we exhort you to be a part, the church of which we will gladly and within the strength of God and Christ declare through our broadcast here. Thanks to the goodness of God, we have hope available. A Christian's greatest hope is heaven. As Paul declared in 1 Peter 3.15, Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you. There can be no hope for those who are outside of Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 and Ephesians 2.12 There is no hope. There is no hope. There is no hope, friends, for those outside of Christ, outside of His church. Ignoring His grace, refusing to look at the Bible, refusing to accept Jesus Christ. And dear friends, for those in Christ, going to heaven is a living hope. 1 Peter 1, 3 and 4. Oh dear friends, how thankful we are for the goodness of God who has given us Christ, the Bible, to let us see God's grace and the church and the hope that is in Christ. Friends, we are so grateful for you tuning in and listening today. Now, I want to pause. I want to come back. Not quite done yet, almost. But here's our J-Webb to tell you a little bit more about our work at International Gospel Hour.
1: Our friends at World Bible School have a wonderful online Bible study available, and it is free. That's right. It's free. Please visit worldbibleschool.org and register. You will be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. Please sign up today. That's the free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Friends, how thankful
0: we can spend time today talking about the goodness of God. Again, as we began from Romans 2 and verse 4, the goodness of God will lead one to repentance. When we see God's goodness, we are able to believe in Christ to believe in His Word, repent of our sins, and confess Christ as the Son of God to be buried with Him in baptism. Dear friends, may we do these things and we are thankful for the goodness of God. We'll continue our studies together another time, but thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie and friends, keep listening. God be with you till
1: we meet. Thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study or to listen to other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. To God be the glory.